You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, everybody. If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word seven habits. That's the number seven habits to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest, but he's not a first-time guest. He's been on the show before, and his name is David Breyer. And David is a branding and rebranding expert and strategist. He leads a company called BBB International that focuses on helping brands you know, enhance their brand and rise above the noise, right? That's kind of his, what he's coined his phrase and what he does, the magic that he works. So welcome to the show, David. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And before we get into it, I want to personally wish you a happy, happy birthday. Finally, you've finally gotten out of your 30s. I'm so pleased. <laughs> yeah, the 30s. We'll leave it at that. Um, yeah, no, thank you so much. I, You know, it's really funny because I did a post today on LinkedIn. Everybody, just so you all know, today's my birthday. The day we're recording this is the day of my birthday. It's January 13th. You guys can check the show notes for the address where if you want to send gifts or condolences. But in any big, event, big gifts, expensive gifts, make them big and expensive. <laughs> yes. So um, today's my birthday. I turned 50 and David and I have decided that we're going to kind of break the mold a little bit of the Growth Experts podcast. If you know anything about David, he's all about breaking the mold, right? He, You can't fit him into a box if you wanted to because it's just not his style. So I'm not even going to try but we're going to talk about something cool. We're just going to have a conversation, okay? And I hope you guys enjoy this, and I would really love your feedback after this if you like this type of format, right? And if you have other ideas that you'd like you'd like us to talk about, whether that be me and David or other guests or just myself, okay? So today, we're going to talk about some words that have lost their meaning, right? It's 2020, and we need to start rethinking how we are branding ourselves, how we're marketing ourselves, how we're presenting ourselves, how we're, you know, the value that we're providing. And there's some words that we're going to talk about today. And none of them are four letter words, thankfully, even though David and I have probably thrown a few of those around. We're not going to do that today. We're going to try not to do that today. So we're going to talk about some overused words that have lost their meaning. And I think it's a great topic because social media and digital marketing in general, and the internet has just created a lot of amazing technology, but it's also created what I kind of consider to be a lot of lazy people. And I'm one of those. I can be honest. I, sometimes I'm lazy and I fall into that status quo. I try to check myself. So so why don't you lead it off, Dave? Talk a little bit about this. This was your idea and I think it's a great idea. So take it over. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, before the show, you and I were talking a little bit about, you know, it's like, well, you know, what are the things that we have seen, things that kind of become a little popular, a little trendy, become kind of common thoughts and themes. And then you and I started sharing some words. And one of them was the words like empathy was one word, community was another word, leadership was another word. Now, the thing with it is that, and I just want to be real clear for those listening, 
These are very, very important words. And these are very, very valid, valid components and qualities when it comes to having a brand, having a company on social media, as well as those that you directly interface with and work with. But what's happened is they've almost become punchlines. You know, like some people talk about, like, for example, one that it's my own pet peeve is the word, is the word, you know, humility. Some people like, oh, you know, you like, you got to really be humble. And it was very interesting because I was talking with a client and this is one of those words. Humble is one of those fascinating words that if you look at the word humble, the word humble comes from the derivation comes from Latin, low, lowly, from the ground. Basically, you're equivalent to dirt, okay? <laughs> and so somewhere along the line of the definition of, of history, humble and being and having humility somehow became a desirable characteristic. It became you know, more polite and more respectful of others. When in actual fact, it's very demeaning of oneself. And I always advocate, and you know this from our conversations, I'll always advocate, look, if you're brilliant at something, own that so that others know it and can call out to you when they need that. Although, I mean, it's, you know, like nothing is telepathic. You know, it's not like you're, you're not going to go, oh, let me, let me sort of consult my, you know, let me go to a psychic reader to determine who I should hire for this or that or whatever. So that's just one example. Yeah. So humility and being humble, I think that's a really interesting one. You didn't even bring that up before the, before we hit record, but I really think that's a cool one because, you know, when I think about so humility and how it relates to social media marketing and your brand, you know, I think it really comes from the intent, right? It's more about the intent of that humility, right? If you're putting out content, whether it be a video or a poster or an image or whatever the hell you're putting out there, right? And it's all meant to just get likes and comments and give you that endorphin rush and make you feel good. Well, then that's not very humble, right? That's not coming from a place of humility. But if the intent is to have, is to provide and have a significant impact, your community or your following or the people, anybody and everybody who sees that, I think that intent is really where people go wrong, right? Especially on social media. Totally, totally. And, and I'll even give you an example. I, I, won't, I won't mention, I was talking to a, to a colleague and the colleague had, had said, you know, hey, can you give me a, a little feedback with regard to a short little profile of, of that person? And I said, well, tell me, you know, then this person's involved in personal branding and sales and this, that, the other. I said, well, tell me, you know, what have you sold and what have this, what have that? I asked for a few specific things. I said, here's your, and then I wrote the, their little profile that they were doing for an upcoming keynote they were going to deliver. And the person was like, oh my God. She goes, I don't know that I want to talk about myself that much. I said, you have to. I said, people aren't going to just know that you're, that you're capable and competent just because some, you know, how are they going to know? Are they going to like just look at you and sort of go, oh, I've extrapolated from the way that you walk or talk? Or, so, you know, these are factual things. These are not embellished points. And so if you're giving facts, if you've factually done this in terms of sales or helped X number of companies or done whatever, facts are facts. And the, the, so the, the concept of humility is like, well, let me not convey all the facts because somehow if the facts are delivered in the context of serving others for clarity, then there's no problem with the facts. It yeah, just 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. I think it's that intent. And I agree with you. It is uncomfortable talking about yourself sometimes. When you, you know, when you got to tell your story, and especially if you've had any meaningful amount of success, I mean, it, it can be a little bit uncomfortable. But as long as I think that intent is there, 
and you're really trying to just get people to open their ears so that they can take in the information and the value that you provide. Because if they ultimately don't open their ears, if they don't qualify you as someone that they're actually going to listen to, it's all for now, right? So you have to get people's attention. And I think that's where that, you know, where that talking about yourself and people get confused about being humble or being braggadocious or being having this big ego, you know, and trust me, don't get me wrong. There are plenty of guys and gals we could point to on the internet that have these crazy egos that are out of check. And it's glaringly obvious that, you know, what, what their intent is. But for the purposes of this, and I think our conversation and, and the people in the, that are listening to this, I think you should at least consider what David and I are talking about, because I think it may help you in 2020. I mean, our goal here is this. We're not here to just, you know, pontificate. And these are things that we truly believe and, and we hope you guys will consider as, a, as you move forward. Totally. So, so here, let me grab a word. Let me grab a word here that we talked about, which is very overused, but I think it's super relevant, particularly today. Personal brand. Yep. So personal brand, right? You know, you hear it all the time. You hear, you know, you got to build a personal brand. You know, he's got this personal brand. There's all this personal brand. If you went on Google right now, I'm going to do it right now just for shits and giggles. I'm going to do a search on Google, personal brand, see how many results come back. And I just did a search on Google and it's 9.7 billion results. With a a B? With a B. (laughs) 9.7 billion results for the term personal brand. Okay. So it's a bit trendy. It's a bit overused and probably a little little bit misunderstood. Give me your take on that. Okay. So the thing is, it's become sort of the thing to do, quote unquote, right? It's like build up your personal brand, right? And I think it's unfortunately become commonplace to talk about with with too few understanding what branding is and just fundamentally. And so... What is branding? I mean, branding, as I've, I've gone over, you and I have discussed this, branding is what? The art of differentiation. That is me making either myself or my product or my company or my service distinct and be, I, that I can actually tell it apart from all the others that are clamoring to be heard as well. Because, you know, like you just pointed out very clearly, 9.7 billion are talking about, you know, personal branding. That's a, a fair amount of noise, okay? And you yeah. can take any topic and you can Google it just like you did and you'll find that there's a lot of noise. Well, the yeah. whole thing of branding is to rise above that noise. So with that being the case, personal branding is, yeah, it's important. But if you're doing your job, you will be building a personal brand. If, you're, if you over-deliver, if you anticipate, if you ask smart questions, if you provide exemplary service, if you always do more than what has been expected or promised, those things will be good. Now, if you also have the ability as well to share that in terms of content and amplify that and multiply that and get that in front of people's awareness, then you start to very proactively create personal brand rather than waiting for it to be somehow come into existence. So that yeah. to me is what personal brand is. Doing. No, I love that. And just, just for the audience, just so you guys know, in episode 64, that was the first time that David was on the show, right? And he talked all about how to differentiate your brand to stand out from the crowd. Okay, so I would highly recommend you guys check that out, episode 64. We're not specifically talking about branding today. We're not even specifically talking about marketing today or growth. We're just talking about something that's interesting to us and we hope it's interesting to you. So now on a personal branding standpoint, you know, you, you said, and I, and I think it's spot on, where you talked about, you know, if you focus on really delivering at a very high level, I call it under promise over deliver, right? And that's always been a mantra of mine. It's a little bit cliche, but it's been, it's ingrained in my mind. So I'll probably never get it out. But the point is, is that it's the people that, 
first, you first have to do that, right? You can't have a personal brand until you're doing that first. That's my vision. And then where the personal brand comes from and where people rise above the noise is their ability to tell that story on social and through digital, right? So the people that you can, you can over-deliver and under-promise and not have a personal brand. Because if you don't tell that story in a meaningful way where people actually hear it, you could become the best-known secret in the world, right? You could mm. be the, the smartest guy in your niche and delivering immense value to a very small number of clients, which is the consulting world, right? You'd have a very small number of clients you work with, and you never have a personal brand unless you connect those two dots. And I think that's where where I've one of the things that I've learned, particularly in the last couple of years, is, and I'm still working on every single day and struggle with, which David's very good at, which is telling stories, right? Which is what mm-hmm. you do, right? That, that's your forte is telling stories, whether it be for yourself or your or your clients. You're just really good at telling stories and painting pictures, and that's something that I'm uber freaking jealous of because I wish I was better at that, and it's something that I work on every day. So thoughts about that? Well, I, you know, I mean, to me, stories are kind of like like the air of culture, you know, it's like the inhale and the exhale of culture. People remember the stories that we share with one another. Sometimes they're not even shared. Sometimes they're just experienced. And, you know, stories are simply the relaying of an experience. And it does not hurt to grow up in New York because when you grow up in New York, you become, if you can't weave a story and you ain't going to survive in New York very well. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah for sure. Cool. So, you know, the one other thing that I think about is, and, and I don't know if I heard this first from Gary Vee or I heard it from somebody else, but it just, it just stuck with me, which is, you know, everybody gets caught up on this term of personal brand, but it's really just the simplest version of that is just your reputation, right? It's rep, it's your reputation. It's what people say about you when you're not in the room, right? And that's, oh, that, that, that's what people, what's, what people say about you when you're not in the room. That's Jeff Bezos. That, that's yeah, Jeff the, Bezos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so I just, that's what sticks in my mind. And I think that's, you know, when I think of personal brand, I don't want people to get caught up on this terminology and either be deterred by it or get enamored by it. Just the reality is, is that it's really more about your personal reputation. And then obviously there's a million ways you can convey that, but storytelling, you know, this old phrase, you know, facts tell, but stories sell always sticks in my head. And everybody that's on this podcast has probably heard it before. They might be sick of hearing it, but the fact is it's true. So yeah. What, what what other term you want? It? What other one do you think is overused and maybe something that's lost their meaning? Well, to me, I think the word community has had its meaning stripped away because I've seen people, and this is a, this is a little pet peeve, but here it is: is that I've seen people talk about community who don't demonstrate community. You know, I, I, it's like it's like listening to someone talk great words, but you know that once you peel back the layers of their life, you look and you go, their life doesn't resemble at all what they're saying. So it's like I've seen too many, and here's one of the little red flags for me. It's like when I see when I see people too often, they'll tell a little story, they'll talk in, about the wonderful attributes and everything of community, but yet it always comes back to them. And how, and still there, it's all still yet all about them. They've weaved it beautifully and it's very artfully done, but it's not as, it's not as holistic and it's not as actually altruistic as it basically claims itself to be. So that's the one thing that I think community is very valuable. I think community is valuable to the extent that each member recognizes the value and worth of the others. And there's a synergy. It's a give and take. It's kind of like the difference between a great football team and a lousy one. A great football team is going to recognize 
here is my great receiver. Here's my great de- defensive. You know, I mean, you know what everyone's job is. There's a mutual respect. There's a respect for the quarterback. There's a respect for you know the coach and this, that, the other. That makes a team and that respect and synergy. That's what makes a community. And it's contagious if it's really authentic. Yeah. When I think about community, I think about you know how people use that word, and I think they use it almost synonymous to like their social media following, right? So I they say, yep. I yep. have 10,000 followers on Instagram, or <clears> I've got 20,000 follow, you know, connections on LinkedIn, or whatever the case may be. And they, they think that's their community. When in reality, I, I think there's maybe a little bit of truth to that. But I think that there's a really small sub segment of that group that really is your community, right? Your mm-hmm. community, in my eyes, when I think define community, but not that they're not that they're not valuable, right? Having followers and connections, there's value. But the community is that is that tight knit group that you actually engage with, that you actually that you can actually that are in a position to receive value from you, and you're in a position to give them value. Because not everybody on social is that, right? People follow for different reasons and connect for different reasons. They all have their own agenda. And so I think I think of community as not this big big overarching process you know, strategy when it comes to marketing, I think of it as a little bit smaller and not trying to not trying to water it down and make it synonymous with followers. I mean, just as I as I as I was listening to you, I mean, just to bring a different light to it or a different, you know, shape to it, I guess, that's kind of what went through my mind. But I I, I do understand and agree that a focus on community is like you like you let off at the beginning having a focus in and around building that tribe, almost like a tribe, right? That might be, yep. a, that might be a better term or, or a lateral term. I think the tribe is kind of what I would prefer to call it and build versus a community because the community might be millions of people and a tribe might only be a few hundred, but they're really tight, right? right. You know, or right. a few thousand, you know what I mean? Something yep. like that. So just, that's just kind of what I agree. My mind. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Cool. So let's t- let's take one more. Let's take one more. I'm going to do one more. I'm going to pick. Uh, we had a bunch on here. We had we had empathy. We had influencer. We had leadership. We had you know those are a few of them. I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick influencer because it's very controversial, right? And I think that's always good. It's always good to stir up the stir it up a little bit. Let's talk about influencer. You want me to start? You want to start? Where you want to go? So you you jump in. You jump All in. Right. All right. So. This whole concept of influencer, when the term first started, when it became very popular to me, or it became very visible to me was, you know, definitely in the last five years. Prior to that, you didn't hear it a whole lot, right? The last five years, the growth of Instagram and some of these other pop, you know, uh, platforms have made influencer a really popular term. And if I went and searched, if I was able to search all the profiles on Instagram, there are probably X zillion influencers on Instagram, right? As well as these other social platforms. But it's watered down because I think it's become almost because it's become synonymous with celebrities like the Kardashians and, and high profile entrepreneurs and celebrities that, you know, that it's almost, it's almost to the point where, you know, there's no differentiation between someone who just started their business today and has an interesting idea and a few followers to, you know, to people that are truly influencers. And a lot of people that call themselves influencers really aren't. They're popular, but being popular is not an influencer, right? Having a big following is not an influencer. Influencer is someone that can literally impact how people, right, 
do things, right? You have an impact. If you talk about like there are certain things that Gary Vee does where he influences people's how they operate every day, right? So for example, when he talked when he talked about Twitter, when we talked about, you know, Instagram and when he talked about LinkedIn and now he's talking heavy about TikTok, that has literally impacted how people have have changed their business and changed their daily activities. So to me, that's influence, right? And so I think that it just become really beat up and and I would never in the million words add the word influencer to anything that it was it had my name attached to it. Okay. I, know. I would I know. just never do it. And just because it kind of drives me crazy, almost like some of the other ones that, that drive you crazy. So give me your two cents, David. To me, influencer, especially when someone is using it to describe themselves is equivalent to the using the word visionary when describing themselves. I've seen people do that. It's like, I am a visionary. I am an influencer. It's like, wait a second. <laughs> See, that's where, you know, it, this kind of almost comes a little bit full circle from the, from the humility thing. It's like that at this point, that has crossed the line of la- not from lack of humility, lack of humility to lack of judgment. Okay. Where you don't, it's like, look, if you are responsible for X dollars of sales, if you have written X number of bestsellers, if you have helped X number of industries, those are things that are legitimate. Those are real. Influencer is a conclusion. Visionary is kind of almost a nice, wonderful title slash conclusion. I would never relay conclusions. You know, I would relay facts. And I think that is probably the biggest difference when we, whether we're talking influence, influencer, humility, any of these particular points and the balance. That's when I think that it's like, for example, let's look at the introduction to Shark Tank. They talk about so and so responsible for blah, 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 billions in sales. Da, 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 da. They did it responsible for that. Did it like they've shown here's an individual who has a very strong ability in a particular area. And these are the results of their efforts. Those are legitimate things. None of those are ever introduced as a visionary in blah, 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 an influencer to millions. I mean, that's like kind of like, what is that? You know, it's, it's like a subspecies of human. It's like, no, that's weird. It's just yeah. weird. You know, the thing that I think about is this. It's okay if somebody else says it about you. Like, right. I could tell you, I could tell the entire audience that when it comes to branding, rebranding, or anything to do with branding, you're the guy I go to. I look for anything, anything you do, your book, your LinkedIn content, your Instagram stuff. Your, I love your before and after case studies of all the brands you work with. And I definitely, the things that you say in your Wednesday, your one minute Wednesdays and all that, I truly believe that you influence branding and how people approach brands. So I, I totally believe that and would give you total kudos for that and have no issue saying it. But that's coming from me, right? And so I think when somebody else says it about you, it's totally okay. But when you start right. you know, claiming that title for yourself and you become a self-proclaimed influencer, and you know, I get it, you know, people are using Influencer marketing is now a way to make money and people are monetizing their their <laughs> followings and all this sort of stuff, which is a whole nother rant you don't want to get me off on because I did that whole Instagram experiment this past summer and oh my God, did I learn what Instagram influencers really do, which is to be extremely honest with you, most of them are completely full of shit. So in any event, you know I, that's that's see, what I, see I, the I, wisdom. See the wisdom that's come. Just as you've only been fifty for just a few hours, look at the wisdom and judgment. <laughs> you fabulous. Yeah, exactly. All right, cool. Well, listen. Anything else you want to add? We'll close it up for today. Anything else you want to add about any of these 
about anything we talked about. I think we talked about community. I think we talked about humility. We talked about personal brand. We talked about influencer. Anything you want to add on that or anything else, you know, as we run into 2020? Well, I would, I would just say if something is becoming exceedingly popular almost to the point where, of where it's almost becomes a little bit cliche or a little bit starts sounding a little overused to you as an individual, as a business person, that's when I would start to really take a keen eye and start looking at it and go, okay, and just, you know, conduct kind of like your own assessment of things. And I, I would not get lazy. That's, I guess that's the one thing I'd say, don't get lazy. With that's how I let things. off at the beginning. I, I sometimes get a little lazy. With that. Yeah. You don't want to get lazy when it comes to observations, noticing trends, noticing things are becoming almost a little bit too common, quote unquote. And just don't let things go on autopilot. And if I think if to the extent that any individual, whether they are a CEO, whether they're a solopreneur, whether they are building a fantastic company or a new startup, whatever it is, don't go into autopilot mode where you kind of get lazy and going, hmm, you know, if you have a hunch about something, follow your hunches through and conclude them. And that's the thing that I would say. And then, and then you'll not fall into the trap of things like this, like saying, by the way, I lead, I have a community of 10,000 people. And as a visionary who is also an influencer over all of those individuals <laughs> who are my tribe and my community, <laughs> I want you to know that I have incredible empathy for each and every one of them. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's really funny because, and I think you'll appreciate this because it's what we talked about in episode 64 when you and I talked, which is, you know, I can't remember who coined the phrase, but, you know, different is better than better, right? And everybody's, you know, I did a search on Google and there was 9.3 billion, right, results for the term, what was it, influencer or personal brand? Which one was it? Was it influencer? Personal brand. Personal brand. So you using terms like this, and if I did a search for influencer, I bet you it's the same way. You are just going to fall into the cracks in all the rest of the noise. So you need to differentiate your language, your messaging, and how you present yourself. So maybe kind of what I took from what David said was maybe do a little bit of a self-audit on your website, your social media content, your language, your messaging, and all that. And just make sure that when you're using these terms, you're using them with authenticity and genuine, and the intent is the right intent. It's not to just either be lazy and or to maybe false represent yourself or pat yourself a little bit too much on the back or have a little bit too much of an ego. So, so that's yeah. my two cents. I love it's it. been real, my friend. Thank you so much. This was very different. I hope everybody's going to recognize this is very different. I did this one exception for David because he's impossible to fit in the box. As you will know, I strongly suggest you guys check him out on LinkedIn. He has a one minute Wednesday video where he, he shares these invaluable nuggets about branding and rebranding and everything he does for his clients. So just want to thank you for being here, my friend. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, the, the least I could do is, is, since I wasn't like in the neighborhood to drop you off a gift, this is the least that I could do as a birthday gift is us just hang out and share a little, some gold nuggets to share with the world. Don't worry. You can bring it in March when I'm in Minneapolis. We're going to get together, remember? You got it. You deal. Don't, don't forget. Don't deal. forget. I'm not, well, listen, I will everybody. You. Look, you got it recorded. I, how can I escape? Exactly. I got you. You've all heard it. So listen, thank you guys for joining me. If you guys enjoyed what you heard today or any of the episodes, uh, wherever you're listening on any device, take a snapshot, share it on social, make sure you tag me and tag David too. I think he's almost always rise above the noise or David Breyer. Yeah, yeah, rising, right, rising, rising above the noise. 
or David Breyer. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you, David. Appreciate it, my friends. Guys, have an Absolutely. awesome day. And we'll happy freaking birthday from the world to you, man. Thank you, my friend. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.